0: break it down for Bracken's podcast. Today we've got great news. Sarah Abenawi is back in studio. She is a Ragnar immortal. Congratulations, Sarah.
1: Thank you. Woohoo! I know, right? <laughs> I'm very excited.
0: Is that 12 on the dot? It's
1: 12 on the dot. Yeah.
0: Congratulations. That, Thank you. Yeah, such a humongous, humongous accomplishment. Let's go ahead and break down what was the first race of the year and let's go right through all of them. Can we okay. even figure it out?
1: Oh yeah. Um, so my first one uh, was Atlanta, Georgia, yep. and then what was the second, one? Richmond, right? And Zion, yeah. Uh, New England Road, yeah. Colorado. Um, That's a hard one. Michigan Trail. Easy one. Um, number seven was Tahoe. Hard one. Oh my God! Yes. Right. And then number eight was Vermont.
0: Hard one, track technical, right?
1: It was technical. It was a little compared to like West Virginia, but right. it wasn't. Um, um, it wasn't that bad. Like it was doable. It was challenging. I loved it.
0: Yeah, Jenny said it was really technical running, which she liked.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. West Virginia's a little harder, but it's still like it was. I don't know. It's a Ragnar. They have to have a challenge, of a course. Yeah. <laughs> and then they had reached to beach. That's um, in New Hampshire. Yes, that was New Hampshire. And then uh, Michigan Road. And then.
0: So you didn't do West Virginia this year?
1: I I had. Uh, my daughter had COVID, so That's I did right. not. I forgot. Go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was looking forward to it, honestly. Right. <laughs> um, and then Bourbon Chase. And then, then Texas.
0: Texas was the immortal. Mm-hmm. I've done Texas too. Yeah. So let's talk about what your experience was like compared to mine. Did you do Texas last year too?
1: No, I didn't. Okay. I did
0: it last, last year. year. Yeah. So, travel easy?
1: Actually, <laughs> travel. We actually, me and you talked about it in the last podcast about where I was traveling. So it's you're supposed to fl- fly into San Antonio, and it's like about forty five minutes from the airport. Right. Uh, it's in uh Flat Rock Creek or something. I don't know. I forget what it's called. The the venue itself.
0: Flat Rock Ranch, I think.
1: Yes. Exactly. And then, but I have uh friends who. Immortal with me this year who live in Houston. So, and then I was going to stay with them Saturday night. So I flew into Houston and then we drove four hours. Four hours. Yes.
0: Dumb. (laughs) Maybe it was fun, but geez, let's add one more hard thing to do.
1: Well, so, you know, Ragnar is also about company and the people that, you know, made. Family from strangers. Totally. And then James and Shannon were like, you know, the awesome people that I know from Texas, and they're in Houston. I guess
0: a road trip of four hours is not that big a deal with all the excitement of going to a Ragnar. And I kind of get it, but my mantra is just keep it simple, get it done.
1: So I get that, and I would have done that had I not had friends there. Sure. And actually, it was worth it because, like, so, like, you know, the the Smiths, uh, they showed us like and so James like grew up in this little town he showed us like around and then we went to a very like a hole-in-the-wall like smoker place they had links oh my god it was so good like I'm not like a person who would like seek out you know kind of like links or like sausage or you know barbecue I would like you know I like good food but man was it good I'm like we're just gonna have like sausage for for lunch Oh, my God, it was filling. It was so good. I couldn't stop eating it. Mm. And then, like, it didn't even touch the bread that came with it. <laughs> it was just so good. That's awesome. So it was worth it. It was, like, two hours between, like, you know, the, the venue and their house. So mm-hmm. it was nice. Like, So I experienced a little bit of Texas, you know. It was nice.
0: That's good. So then uh, race venue, uh, what team were you on?
1: Flocking Flamingos.
0: Nice. Who's so- it? Who, cap, you the captain? Who was the captain? Lisa was the captain. Oh, okay. Lisa Sump.
1: Lisa Sump, yeah. Yeah, very good. So I was on, like, a lot of Lisa's teams this year. She helped me with the Immortal, honestly. Like, anybody on Ragnar Life goes like, Hey, I want Immortal. And she's like, call me. <laughs> she's awesome. She She's really good about, like, organizing, putting teams together. So that was awesome. My favorite
0: ma- memory of Lisa, um, I was Immortaling at Vegas. Oh, and I was on my final lap. Nice. In the last mile. And there was a certain energy in that last lap and the sun was kind of going down. It's like one of those chase the sunset kind of races. And I was running along a golf course and I came up behind her and I smacked her in the ass so hard. I mean, just full force <laughs> passing, just wham. I was like, keep it up. And she was like, oh my God, because <laughs> I spooked her. And uh, that was, that was, Lisa, you're a part of my memory. If you're listening, anyhow, oh of getting a
1: morning. <laughs> oh can't believe you did that. I know.
0: I came up just, just, just. <sighs> I mean, and it was a perfect smack. It wasn't like one of those ones the side. My hand was perfectly <laughs> like, aligned. She was wearing <laughs> spandex, and it was just like, wham! And I was just so fired up. Plus, I was dressed. I was dressed like a runner, but I had vampire teeth in, and I had my contact lenses oh in that God. made my eyes all white, which was spooky. Anyways, fun. So, yeah, Lisa's cool so then the um let's get into the venue where'd you camp
1: so we camped um right next to where gramping was under trees which was perfect because like you know it's texas and it's hot um and it was it was kind of chilly at night but it wasn't bad um it wasn't like you know zion or uh, even richmond this year was super cold at night um and the village was nice. It's a, a little bit bigger than um, Vermont and Richmond, but it wasn't as big as Florida. So it's kind of like a midsize.
0: Well, the venue is good because it has the space for a village. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, when I was there, the village was almost like a curve yeah right and then the transitions in a great spot where you drop onto your trail like immediately There's right. not like a prequel or a road run or no. sidewalks like you drop right into trail and it's grassy and a little bit rocky and then there's like yeah. a little bit of a hill but you can see the top of the hill so it's mm-hmm. not that dramatic
1: yeah cow patties too
0: right there's cow patties <laughs> cows mm-hmm.
1: i saw yeah there was it was funny because like i was scared of rattlesnakes if but i didn't see any good um and honestly, like, you know I, how I don't like the dark and right. I don't like night runs, but I had my long run at night and it was actually really, really fun. It was- cause Which loop? The red. It was almost uh, 7.9, 7.3. Kind of like, it's a long one, but um, it was nice. It was like a gradual and in- incline. Um and then slowly coming down and you were like on ridges too, but you can't see anything.
0: But you could see the other headlamps the whole time.
1: Exactly. The whole time you have people around you. And yeah. so I think that kind of was comforting And too. it's not
0: thick brush. It's like bushes it and was, a couple yeah. of trees. So there's not a lot of underbrush. So it, right. And the, and the trail was just packed. It was like hard packed rock. and And like, yes. you weren't like on a lot of sand, if I remember correctly.
1: Yeah. It's very, very like clear clearly marked yeah Mm -hmm. groomed um some rocky areas like actual rocks but it's it's not bad some areas where like you have to like like it reminded me of west virginia it's like it's a big rock and you have to like either slide or jump or so there was a couple of those um and then so the green and red started together and ended together um
0: that's right and
1: yellow like kind of went off on its own um and yellow is my last loop uh which i did in the morning of saturday but it wasn't even like honestly the, the the trickiest and the hardest part about texas for me was the heat oh yeah because um yeah and i did my first look was 2.9 which was like somebody on our team did it in 21
0: minutes awesome
1: <laughs> yeah ian is like a speedster he was so oh and actually I really wanted like I was thinking about it the whole time. I did not know that you know your uh Mandy Rhonda, Randy. Yeah. I had two of them on my team for Texas. Oh, that's cool. Yes, yeah, so and actually oh my la- so I handed off to Mandy and then she was there when I came in, like, <laughs> my last loop.
0: That's so exciting. And
1: I was, like, the whole time, I'm like, I'm going to tell Kevin. I'm going to tell Kevin. I had two of your Ronda- Mandy, Matthew, Randy, Ronda- Mandy, Randy, Ronda's. Mandy Rondas. Mandy Rondas, yes. <laughs> and, uh, um, and I actually talked to Ronda about it. They're so, they're so cool, man. Mm-hmm. They're so cool. And they're, like, really kind of, like, it's somebody to aspire to, like, be like them. I don't know
0: what they're doing. Like, oh, my there's, God. Like, you can be inspiring and, like, do fun, big things and travel and maintain a certain standard when you travel. But they're they're kind of going over the top. They no. they immortal twice in a row and, whew! Like and
1: Mandy had just did a marathon yeah. before she came to Texas. I think um, I forget what it was, um, but yeah. And then she's Mandy was like, "This is the first time I don't do an ultra." And I'm I like, know. "Oh, I'm sure you're bored." <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, because in Vermont she was. She was uh, doing ultra.
0: Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Well, Mandy's a special kind of motivated runner, and she's fast and determined, and you can tell she kind of goes to a special place in her head when she's out there grinding. Right. And I remember I noticed that the very first time I saw her run, I was like, oh, man, she means business. Mm-hmm. Um, but you said Texas was hard because of the heat. I don't want to touch on that yet. I want to touch on that after we've kind of reviewed the race and then talk okay. about how the heat affected you. So uh first leg was red no no mine yet, was green. green green red yellow mm-hmm. do you remember on red is that the one that goes up climbs like two mountains so you right. climb It's not even a mountain it's a pretty good sized hill yeah and you zigzag your way up and you think you're at the top but then you can see headlamps
1: and top you see them kind of
0: going through the saddle they're kind of low and then they then they zigzag again and it's a relatively steep climb right. not runnable but then it opens up almost where there's like power lines right and then it's like a crazy downhill mm-hmm. that goes into more zigzags going down. Right. I wish I could have seen that during the day. I also did the red at night. I will tell you this though. Vegas was after Texas. And I knew I had Florida after that. Yeah. But I immortaled in Vegas. So then Texas was my second to last. Buddy, I was over it (laughs) on my night leg. I was like, I only have four more legs to do before this immortal thing is done. And that's just because I wasn't in the right health. You know, I was, I was struggling with, um, an ulcer thing. thing, Yeah. Things that just, uh, no training. And I mentioned this earlier in the podcast, Atlanta was my first slash second because I had done Miami the year before, okay. and even though it counted, I still did. I did 13 total for my immortal, mm-hmm. but 12 in one calendar year. But right after Atlanta being my first, I um I injured both of my knees. I, I had small small no I don't remember when it was. no oh. I was doing a construction job.
1: Oh, okay. And I
0: okay. I actually due to wear and tear it appears I had light tears in my MCLs. Oh my God. Or my meniscus right and i had to wear knee braces all the way up until michigan. Oh Yeah. And so i struggled i didn't train at all. Mm. But <clears throat> so i was kind of i was enjoying the accomplishment and the experience but i was definitely done. Like i knew i was going to be retired. Right. And i was over the silliness of waking up at 1 a.m. to go running or 4 a.m. or whatever. Yeah. And and i i valued the time with friends that were enjoying themselves over yeah. The price I had to pay to be with friends which was run the mileage but I do remember I do remember the red loop at night being and ours was cold so I would say it was about 38 degrees maybe 40 degrees
1: oh in Texas Mm -hmm. oh wow
0: yeah it was chilly very chilly and then you get you get sweaty enough and then you get cold but um so your last leg was yellow and I don't
1: and it was it was cloudy too so there was no good
0: yeah so what time did you finish
1: um, I want to say like around 10 o'clock. Nine. 10 okay. 30. good. So the
0: sun was up. Mm-hmm. They knew you were coming. Hmm? Did they know you were coming?
1: Yeah. So everybody, like, so I went right before. So like, 8 o'clock is when Rich was coming, so Rich, is the announcer, he announced me, and he was, Rich was awesome, dude, like, he was celebrating me the entire weekend, he saw me on Friday, and he's like, you know what, you did the right thing by, like, doing it here in Texas, you're the first one who's gonna get the medal, like, you know, you're gonna be celebrated, there's a lot of people gonna be in Florida, like, there's nothing to wrong with celebrating with everybody else, but, like, I honestly was starting to feel my body's wear and tear like and I was worried that I won't make it to Florida that's why I'm like you know what I'll just I finish in Texas and then there's something about
0: Hold on, ladies and gentlemen we'll tie up that that loose end here in a minute so (laughs) so so go ahead
1: so and then I was like and I kept and I actually there's a group for like the girls gone immortal like and I Mm -hmm. texted and said hey you guys what's what if I wanted to get my medal in texas like when i finish like when i finish i want to feel that victory like that sweat blood and tears and money and and time away from my kid and
0: headlamps and headlamps going out and running at night and animals that aren't really there and
1: smelling bears
0: (laughs) Uh, smelling a bear yeah Uh, um
1: it's it was it's just like you know it was very emotional i actually like before I even got on a plane to go to Texas I was so nervous I was anxious I was worried like I was a ball of anxiety because I was I did not know. anything could go
0: wrong that late
1: exactly exactly and it's just like and like I have ran my three loops in Tahoe I have ran my three loops when people did not even finish the race like I <clears throat> wanted to finish I wanted it was kind of like it's like my life depended on me finishing and it didn't matter how much pain I had in my body, like when I went there, but I was in so much pain, but I still like, and you like, you know what? I have three loops. I'm gonna finish those three loops and then get my medal. Like, that's what I'm here for. That's what I've been working for all this time. Like my time away, I had to like tap into my, you know, sick leaves on at work for vacation time. And it's just, it's just, it's just a lot. It was just a lot. And uh, let me get, let me
0: get some perspective from the other side, okay? 12 immortals get you. 12 Ragnars get you immortal around number eight first of all you're exhausted from the logistics of traveling absolutely but you still put on a smile right everybody does and like no no it's cool I'm in it but even Amber she felt it I know Jenny's felt it I felt it everybody gets this fatigue at number eight there's also this keen awareness of I'm pretty deep in this I've got to get Got to get it done.
1: I've got to get it done. I've got to be there.
0: One airplane cancellation, you could miss a race. You're right. Um, a car breakdown, you could miss a race.
1: And uh, remember, it happened to me in Michigan Trail. Right. I drove.
0: Right. You can blow out an ankle.
1: Exactly. And then
0: not be able to do number 10, 11, and 12. And you're like, what the fuck are we even doing here? How? How? So you have to go into a protective posture and nothing can go wrong in those last three. You're right. Right. Ooh, it's, it gives me chills just thinking about it because <laughs> it's scary because you have so much invested—not just money, but time and energy—and like, here's the thing: if somebody's going immortal and they drop off a number seven or eight, then, yeah, you forget about them. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a downed warrior, and you you yeah. feel sorry for them, but you still have a job to do. Right? Yeah, and that's that's great. that's kind of hard, but that's really it's an individual accomplishment yeah. that, that hinges on working with lots of teams. Right, and when you're in number 10, 11 and 12, you can't let anything get in the way. Yeah, so I, then, I understand that pressure.
1: And then eight for me was number one of four in a row. So I was, I was like, I swear. I remember cause actually, so my eight was Vermont. And then after that, the three road ones and you're in the car for a long time for a minute there. If I'm like spacing out, I'm like, Oh, what state am I in? What street is this? What car is this? What team is this? It's like, I hit that
0: it's every four days
1: (laughs) blank moment of like where am i flying to what number is this what am i doing and it's like i am very amazed that i kept my personal life my work life my school life mind you i'm doing my master's online and my ragnar life all like it was going I don't know if it was perfect. I don't know if it was at full gear. I, would, I don't know if it was half gear, I would, it was going and it kept it intact. <laughs> yeah, we we
0: discussed this, I think, on our second or third podcast Probably. about what the biggest impact and how hard Ragnar is. Yeah, It's got nothing to do with the races or the travel or the logistics. It's the balancing of your personal life when you arrive home on a Sunday and you have to go back to work but be traveling again on a Thursday. Right. And you compound that by four times in a row, it's, it's, I'm shaking my head. I'm like, it is absolutely demoralizing and good, good for you. You balanced it.
1: I, yeah, um, honestly, right. (laughs) So, you know, I, you know, I had two cushions, like after Texas was my immortal, I was supposed to go to Arizona and now Florida. It's like my two cushions. And I honestly, after, I don't know. Deciding to get my Immortal medal, I was like, maybe I should just kind of chill and lay low. And I didn't. I was planning on going to my next one. Well, you
0: don't want to miss it. You don't want to let anybody down. Exactly. The teams should have known that it was a safety race, and that maybe there should be somebody who could step up to travel. Um, That's hard to do, though. Right. So I guess now we're going to talk about what the true cost could be by doing Immortal. So there's mega impact. Between eight and number eight and number twelve on right. your personal life, mm-hmm. kids, work, school, keeping the house clean, like all the little things, right?
1: Honestly, one of the biggest, biggest stressors in my life was um, keeping a straight schedule with my daughter because me and my ex don't get along. So it's like it was a challenge that was one of the biggest challenge for me because, like, you know, I only have her Saturday to Tuesday, but then. I'm not back home until Sunday afternoon and then that's not enough time to drop and then Monday she's at school Tuesday she's at school and I'm like when I ask like my ex I'm like can I keep her Tuesday or like at least Wednesday night so I can have her two extra days every week it's a battle every week it's a battle and it's just like to me it's sad because like she's only 9 and you know we still have you know 9 more years of these and it's just like getting along with him is crucial because you know for her safety and stuff so that was kind of one of the biggest ones
0: it's definitely a huge cost yeah let's um let's focus on the physical cost so you missed (laughs) Arizona I did and that's because of a reason I'd like for you to describe how these symptoms started at Texas
1: I will tell you Kevin break it down for me (laughs) so I told you how nervous I was and I went through first loop first loop yes down and then second loop um it w- I enjoyed it it was at night it was a long one but I actually wanted to do it at a certain uh, like I was doing a 145 and I did it at 140 which was awesome like you Great, know yeah. I I beat my own like expectation which kind of this is my race this is my own mm-hmm. expectation and I kind of like reached that which was an accomplishment for me But then comes the third leg. I know people are waiting, people are expecting. I'm excited, nervous. And then I actually, on my, so that was the yellow loop. And the yellow loop you go, it's very gradual, but you go up, 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 up for a while. And then it's a steep
0: down. Oh yeah, that's the one where you can see the parking lot. Yes. Right.
1: So that's, So, and then I kept, and then there was this guy that was like hovering behind me and then passes me and then I pass him. And then, um, but then when we hit the top and he was like, um, I was like, good job and whatever. And he was like, we get to talking a little bit. And then he was like, this is my first Ragnar ever. And I was explaining to him that this is my last leg on my immortal and, and that, He's like, oh my God, like, no, my friend called me and he told me about this and he said it should be fun. I'm like, do you still want to be his friend? He's like, I don't think I'm going to answer his phone calls anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good.
1: And then I'm like, and he's like, well, the going down is going to be steep. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. My knees are killing me. And I'm like, come on, you can do it. It's almost there, we're almost there. It was like, we're about a mile and a half out. And then um, and then I also, so he's he like, you know, I said goodbye and I kind of like, because going down, you pick up some time, you pick up speed. So that's kind of what I did. And it probably hurt myself doing it because I was already in pain. But I was just like, you know what? What kind of pain?
0: I, Typical pain or?
1: Just body aches, muscle ache, like over the top, like painful.
0: Maybe you felt dehydrated or maybe you were just kind of smoked from not enough recovery time. Probably. Maybe. Or it felt like that?
1: I think all of the above.
0: Maybe you slept wrong or maybe no
1: i su- i set up my sleeping situation really well i have a cot and i have a mat and then i have a well, nice i'm, I'm trying to, i'm trying to
0: i'm trying to create because we've all felt certain soreness during races right oh, and absolutely. sometimes you sleep wrong sometimes your neck was wrong you're on your third leg yes you've already raced all night you're not well rested you did a road trip to it yeah you know so and air travel so it you know like
1: an air travel yeah kind of like you know you get that swelling on your feet, right, so, so, like so the body's point, not hundred percent anyways.
0: So at this point you kind of felt the pain and fatigue was maybe typical.
1: Right. Okay. So yeah, it's like everything to me, I'm like, that's it's fine, it's fine, it's and fine. And it's the
0: last one, so you might as well get at it, yes, right?
1: Exactly. Oh and I was pushing. I was pushing too. I'm like, oh my God, it hurts. No, keep going. And then I even saw like so my friend Deb uh from Florida. Oh yeah uh so she she loves cows and I she didn't see any cows on her legs and then I saw three and I'm like I want to stop and take a picture but I'm like no it's like tucked in no I'm gonna run I'm gonna keep going And just and I saw like one of the cows actually startled on me I'm like I just jumped off but anyways so I reached like and I was like the quarter mile thing is had has slowed down have freaked out i'm like this is it this, this is, is it, it. Yeah, oh, my god. Yeah. oh my god it's but nice then,
0: and flat and grassy right oh there my too god, yes. it's so easy yeah
1: and cuz it's like you come from like a steep downhill and then you join green and, and red and right then, after that
0: pond right yes, i remember exactly.
1: <laughs> and then it was it was uh so and then like i crossed that like you know the the buzzer like the quarter mile and then i i hear rich like So coming around the corner is Sarah Penelope. She's like doing immortal. And then he started explaining what immortal is like in my whole body is like, as I was having like an out of body experience, I wasn't feeling anything. Like I wasn't feeling my body. I was just like pushing.
0: I've so been there.
1: Oh my God. And like, it was just like, I just, you know, I'm, I have goosebumps just thinking about it. (laughs) And it's just like, and going there. And then like, so James Smith, he's like, he asked me the Thursday night, you know, Thursday night is when everybody's like getting hammered yeah. <laughs> before the race, you know, getting dehydrated before hydrating. Uh, and he's like, Sarah, what do you want for your like immortal run? Like, what do you want? Like, what do you want me to do? How can I make it, you know, special for you? And I'm like, uh, you know, maybe like a shot or like fireball, a beer or something, oh, you know? Sure. Yeah. 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 So I run in and I'm like pushing and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta bring it in hot and I see him standing there at the arch, not a shot with a bottle of fireball.
0: I saw that picture. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, Like <laughs> I grabbed the ball at the bottle and I opened it and I started drinking as I was crossing the line.
0: <laughs> so dramatic, but yeah, I get it. I, I can see. Yeah, I can see it. And
1: I'm like, know why I did that, actually. I was just like... I was just in the moment. And... so
0: exciting. A huge celebration. It could have been champagne. It could have been a beer. It could oh have been a water God. bottle, but... I
1: just, like, chugged. I've never chugged, like, fireball. Like an animal. <laughs> I was like, what is going be, on? You're immortal.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, and then, then I run in, and I forgot that it's Mandy. So I hand off to Mandy, and she, like, waves at me to hug her. Like, I came, and I'm like, of course, like, I came and I hugged her, and it was just... <laughs> very emotional like they had i don't know if you saw like they had it on video it was posted i, I think saw it yeah rebecca had a video of like but she started the video right after i stopped drinking Cause <laughs> like, <laughs> it was i don't know it was anyways so rich puts the medal on me people take pictures and i'm taking pictures high fives hugs and like congratulations describe and, the medal so it's like um it's a big square like I don't know. It's heavy. It was it's like bigger it's covered- than a din-
0: bigger than a dinner plate.
1: It 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 is bigger than a dinner plate. It covered like my entire chest and stomach area. It's huge, and then what's it
0: weigh?
1: I I can't.
0: It's like twelve pounds. Twelve pounds. Okay, it's about that or more. Yeah. Oh
1: my god, it it was heavy. Like it, it was like it hurt my neck. By the time I took it off, and uh, <clears throat> it says immortal. Like it says twelve in a year twenty twenty two, and then like a different kind of breed or whatever built different built different yeah Yeah, immortal 2022 and it has like um the terminator (laughs) head on it it's like it's like you know you're like bionic you're immortal yes you're immortal you've done it and um and actually um i want to say that i did not realize that saturday um if my brother was alive it would have been his 44th birthday
0: oh my goodness yeah
1: he's my older brother and uh he died all of a sudden and um i actually did not realize it until like i was checking my phone because we didn't have much service there but like i saw my dad like post something and and then i'm like well the you know it was it was just a serendipity thing and then and it's like, I feel like my, my, my brother was telling me like, Hey, you're doing good. Like it was just, I don't know. That's wonderful. Celebration of his life. And, uh, um, the whole thing was very emotional. Um, but to go back.
0: So, <laughs> so where are you, where are you doing good? Huh? Where are you doing good though?
1: No, actually after after like everything was kind of dying down and I had Ian walk with me around the village after all the celebration kind of was dying down and he was like da, 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 da. and I'm like oh my god dude. He <laughs> was awesome. Yeah. And then um but my body I felt like an onset of pain everywhere all of a sudden and I'm like oh my god it's like my body knew that it's over. You're done. You're done putting your body through this and it's just like I was in so much pain and then describe you know, some of the pain so it's like muscle aches but it's where let my thighs my my shins you know I had shin splints on both legs sure. last year and I started feeling it towards you know race yep. eight and nine but I'm working with my chiropractor who was doing active release therapy he was doing grass therapy that was helping me continue to run right and then he actually says, it's better if we work on you and you continue to run because it helps you kind of get back to
0: open the joints and flow. Yes, yeah,
1: exactly. So, <clears throat> um, none, nothing was helping. No stretching.
0: Did your back hurt? Did your arms hurt? Did your neck hurt? Everything. Was Chest yeah. abs. Okay.
1: I even had a headache and I'm like, Oh my God, I hope to God, this is not COVID. And you know, like that's always right, right now it's like the PTSD that you go to. Yeah. <laughs> um. And um, and then I started packing, and I was in pain, and and like. I mean, packing
0: I, up for the end of the race—you're getting ready to leave the. Yeah, brand, so venue? I
1: packed my tent, getting ready because like I was so James, and and Shannon, like JC, they were on RWB teams, and I was with Lisa's team. So I wanted to be ready for them when when they ran in. So when they're ready to go to the car, and like I sat down, and like Lisa was still like packing up, and her team were packing up their their stuff. I wasn't able to like really get up and help i was in pain i even took my metal off and she had a, a skeleton on her <laughs> on her chair so i put the metal on the skeleton with the bottle like that's what <laughs> 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 that's the iconic you know yeah. picture of like immortal this year because i felt like i felt like death man i felt like death warmed up
0: don't don't just glaze over that like what else like did you have vision issues did you have i mean i was foggy so kind of, so it probably just felt like dehydration or heat exhaustion maybe.
1: Heat, it felt it felt like heat exhaustion with pain everywhere with body pain though body pain body aches was like crazy because like and everywhere i touch was tender like it wasn't wow. it wasn't normal right. it wasn't normal so i i've i started feeling that moment that it's like okay this is not did my normal fatigue pain whatever because like I usually go to like the recovery zone and I do like the compression the like compressions right, yeah. that they have and I feel better after that nothing nothing made it feel better I took ibuprofen I kept taking ibuprofen and like I drank a little bit of um, fireball I'm like sure. maybe that will help a little bit it actually made me sick mm-hmm. like I felt sick to my stomach and then you know, you had to, like, kept...
0: Did you consider going to the med tent, or did you just feel like it was just the end of the race, and you were just smoked, and this is the, the, yeah, the price to pay? Yeah, I did
1: not do, No, I didn't do anything. Okay. And then, actually... So, we've all been there for that. We've yeah. all felt,
0: finally done, let me just lay here for a couple hours, or even an hour before right. I start packing. We, we've all been there, so we understand. Yeah. But this is more.
1: It was funny, because, like, the moment that I felt that happen, is like, when they brought this big, kind of, like, you know cart i don't know what it's called to yeah it's it, a wagon the wagon to like, carry the gear out yeah. yeah so they they filled it up with stuff and it helped a little bit not as much but the whole team was doing it so i was like all right i'm gonna sit down i sat down i'm like okay i'm gonna wait here while you guys go and then she's like mandy was like you're not gonna help and i'm like there's like eight people it's a wagon like you know it takes like two or three people to do it. but i didn't say that i just got up and i tried to do it but then they're like oh no you can't be in the middle and eventually i sat down <laughs> i'm like so they were Lisa, you, were, you like, were
0: smashed yeah
1: I was, Um, but I wanted to help. So Lisa's like, oh, I want James and Shanna to sign the flag. She had a Ragnar flag that she made everybody sign for Amanda. Um, Amanda Whitaker. She just had like knee replacement surgery, right after her Immortal. Like, and um, so she wanted to like you know send her something kind of like to cheer her up a little bit. Cause that's, you know, recovery from that is not easy. So like I kept the flag and I, I found them and it actually went back to RWB's camp and I had everybody else sign it and stuff like that. So, um, you know, just to be helpful, but I wasn't feeling okay. And then, you know,
0: that's the worst.
1: And then, we, and remember we were going to get in the car and be there for four hours. I could not like sitting there, sitting down, bending my knee like that. It was painful. I could not, like, and then I had my medal, and I packed it, and so, I get, like, I picked up the medal, put it on my lap, and I had to, like, get my legs straight a little bit. Nothing was, I was doing was helping. We went, we ate, we stopped at that, like, sausage place. We had, we, like, um, James gave us, like, a tour, showed us, like, some some areas in that small town that he grew up in.
0: Um, Were you sweating? Were you not sweating? Were you overheated? It was dry. Were you it was, overheated?
1: It was it was dry. There was—I don't think there was overheating because I was hydrating really well. But Were you like, having
0: a hard time regulating your body temperature? Is what I mean. Yes. Okay.
1: Yes, yeah, so I was cold, and then it was hot, and then it was cold, and then it was hot. Were you definitely. irritable? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm always irritable, so I don't know what the difference is.
0: <laughs> i wish you guys could see the look she gave me she's like yeah
1: it's <laughs> <laughs> like aren't we all when we're there it's like everybody's always irritable somebody huh? can't poop somebody can eat okay. somebody can't drink somebody can't. <laughs> <laughs> there's always something dude. but i mean for the
0: car ride home the more you're already sore you're already in pain you're doing sightseeing which is fine and delightful but if you're at a point where you're so much pain that you're becoming irritable that's and if you can't regulate your body temperature because you're too hot, then you're too cold. and You're too hot. and You're too cold.
1: And I was sweating and I was not sweating. When you
0: shouldn't have been. Yes. Like in the air conditioning. You're yes. just, yeah. Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure we were dialing that into. Continue. Yeah. So you get back to your friend's house.
1: So we get back there and then everybody like showers and everything. And then, but so here's the thing. I, I got to shower like right after my run. Um, like. Some of our teams who are local also to Texas, they were like, they brought towels, they brought everything else extra. So I got to shower there too. So
0: by the race venue,
1: Huh? at the race venue, it was like an open shower, like the ones that they have in West Virginia.
0: I don't remember that for my,
1: there was only four showers.
0: Yeah. I, for some reason, I don't think I participated in that.
1: Yeah, not a lot of people did because the lines were so long. But then it was early enough in the morning for me. Like, there was no line for me when I went to, to get there. Like, God wanted me to take a shower. <laughs> I probably stank or something.
0: Sure. Okay.
1: And then, so we get to their house. Um, I, I still t- took another, like, quick shower. Just kind of rinsed off because, like, it was dusty and, like, everything was dirty. And then we were sitting there, like, having a drink. Can I, I ask can you do.
0: a personal question? Absolutely. Did you pee in the shower? No. We all do.
1: I did not pee in the shower. I don't like to do that. I feel dirty if I do that. Then
0: maybe not all of us do that. <laughs> Watch me find out in the comments of this podcast. Kevin, pretty much nobody pees in the shower. Anyhow.
1: No, a lot of people do. I, I'm did just saying, you pee
0: where you could see your pee?
1: I peed, I peed in the toilet, yes.
0: What I color was your pee? It was darker. Dark like what?
1: It was green tea dark. Like So it's like it wasn't like... I, Generally, my pee is, like, light yellow. Yeah. It's very...
0: So, it wasn't even like I took too many vitamins, neon green. You're talking, like, iced tea green or brown.
1: Iced tea, brown, hazy, kind of like that. And I wasn't... I did not think twice about it because I was, like, my body's dehydrated because it's hot. And, like, I sweat a lot. And, you know, even You see where
0: we're going, people. Okay.
1: (laughs) So, anyways. So, we were sitting there watching a movie... And like, it's it's lazy chairs, everybody's sitting on one and it's like, and I'm like, sleeping like, like a U-turn. I look like a U-turn sleep on the couch. <laughs> Even though my legs are up. I was still like, it was so crazy. And they're like, go inside and sleep. There's a bed. I'm like, no, no, I'm hanging out. I wasn't hanging out. I was sleeping. I was snoring. You're busted. Yeah. Oh my God. And then, you know, I had to like go to bed and then. I said goodbye halfway, like sleeping, and then I have to wake up at 4 a.m. so I can go to the airport and fly home. And then it took me, I'm like, usually it takes me three to four days. By Thursday, I'm like, you know, joining one of the local runs to like run with the team or something. And then comes the next weekend, I'm still tired. And then I was having to get ready for Arizona, and I was still tired.
0: Did your pee change colors at any point?
1: It was darker. It was getting darker. I was my muscles were hurting even more. Oh my god! I would be sitting on my desk, falling asleep, like, like literally, like falling asleep sitting up. One time I was standing up, leaning on the door. My eyes were closed. I I slept. It's just, it's. By crazy. Thursday,
0: what did you think was wrong with you?
1: I was just thinking that maybe I had COVID, maybe I had a flu, maybe I had something else. I did not think about anything else because honestly. I wasn't, I wasn't, I'm like, you know what, it's just my body. And then also I don't just have Ragnar's like Ragnar is my escape, but you know, I have a full-time job. I have a part-time job as a massage therapist and then I have my kid and I'm, I'm a full-time student online. I'm doing my master's in clinical psychology and
0: there's no time for, there's no these time. physical challenges. Yeah.
1: There's no time to rest. Right. There's no time for me or my self care. So anyways, but the time came, I checked in for Arizona, I checked in for my flight, I checked what in. What she for- means
0: by she checked in online to say that you're going to be at the race. Yes. And then, okay.
1: And then I checked. It's in. on an
0: app, so anybody who's listening doesn't know.
1: And then, um, and I was ready to go, but then, you know, I wasn't getting better. I was taking days off from work, even more days off, and um, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to a minute clinic and just do COVID tests, flu tests, make sure that everything's kosher before I get on flight. Yeah. And I usually do a home test for COVID before I get on flight lately, just because to make sure that I'm not sick, don't want to go to a race and then collapse there or get people sick. Especially if
0: you're feeling weird, which exactly. you probably were feeling weird leading up to.
1: I was not or, just feeling weird. I was feeling that myself at all. Yeah, like, I was just tired, exhausted. And then, um, so I go to the minute clinic and they immediately tell the nurse practitioner there about my symptoms. And she's like, I am pretty sure you have something called rhabdo. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and so she tried to explain to me that it's like your muscles start breaking down at a cellular level. Right. And then it gets into your circulatory system and it causes like renal, renal failure or like, you know, liver failure. Um, it changes the color, of, and she she actually was drinking green tea, and she was like, "What is the color of your pee?" I'm like, "Well, it's kind of dark brown." And she's like, she opens the <laughs> the cabinet and grabs her green tea, she's like, "Does it look like that?" I'm like, "Gross, but yes, <laughs> it does look like that." Um,
0: I'm trying to look up what the definition of rhabdo. Okay, that's good. What rabdo
1: So she immediately calls the emergency room and she's like, Sarah, you need to go to the emergency room right now. I'm going to call them. You're going to go straight in. You're not going to wait. And, you know, I go, I check in. immediately they hook me up to like three or two bags of like saline bags. And they took, you know, a whole panel of like even that, you know, um, what's it called? The needle to get blood was so painful. I couldn't bear anybody touching me. And yeah so they took blood and they um, they were like I was waiting for two hours and then this student doctor or like you know like a resident or something yeah. came and he was like well the doctor is gonna come around but you know it seems like you have rhabdo um, your number seems uh, low but it seems like you were recovering And I'm like okay you need to explain to me so I had to have them explain to me what it meant and then, so it was funny cuz like he was like he was like telling me, hold your leg up. And he was pushing against, he's like, push against me. So I was pushing. He's like, oh, you seem fine. I'm like, dude, if you ask me to run, I'm going to get up and run. But that doesn't mean that I'm not in pain. And doesn't mean that I'm not sick. And right. and he was like, okay, you crazy runners. Uh <laughs> was like, I don't understand. You will never do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm like, you know, so I thought about it. And I'm like, Yeah. I was in pain in my last four races. I was in so much pain and I never even thought about it. And actually my pee was dark for those four races.
0: Oh I my even, God.
1: Yes, yeah, So I probably had wrapped dough for longer than I thought I had it. But what helped me and what the doctor told me eventually, she's like, you seem to hydrate really well that you basically healed yourself at home. <laughs> and she's like, we're not going to admit to you because your numbers are getting better. It seems like you're at the tail end of it. So like, So Texas, probably I was struggling with rhabdo, but I still ran Texas. And it probably what I was feeling like wasn't just anxiety, it was rhabdo.
0: (laughs) That's absolutely crazy. It is. The internet just told me it's less than 200,000 cases per year.
1: Oh my God. Okay,
0: So did they explain to you what it was doing to your body or what rhabdo does?
1: It, uh, and, um, you can go ahead, go ahead and explain.
0: I, don't, I don't totally know you explained it in the
1: so yeah so it's basically your muscles are breaking down mm-hmm. and actually the main cause for rhabdo is like if you get in a car accident something breaks in your body and that's how like the leak happens um,
0: so it's at a cell- cellular level so the cellular fluids
1: goes into the circulatory system where it's not supposed to go and it causes like your re like your your kidneys to not work Properly, or your liver not to work properly so. both
0: crucial parts of the body
1: yes and uh, <laughs> um, but overexertion does it and then right. um, and they the doctor said that most of the cases they've seen was from people who are doing um, CrossFit like crossfitters, too lifters, hard. Yeah. yeah too hard yeah but I feel like I think between everything that I was doing in my life and not resting not having my me time and I'm a person who meditates does yoga I like to get my own massages I like to do you know self-care I liked I know that my body needs to care and the rest but I haven't been able to do that with everything that I had going on um, you know and also like I'm a mom so mom guilt will always be there I always feel guilty because like at some point my daughter was like mommy do you love Ragnar more than you love me
0: oh shut up. <laughs> that's awful oh
1: my god it's the worst it's the worst, and uh, so I started making sure that I get her like an extra small shirt, and then we will like match the day I pick her up from after the airport, and then we'll wear the shirt. So I had Vermont, I had Texas, I had Bourbon Chase, reached the beach, all of that. Like we were matching. And I told her, of course, you're more important to me than anything in the world. And then if you come one day and you're like, mommy, I want you to be here and not go to your race. I won't go to my race. But she never did. She's like, no, mommy, I know that races make you happy and I want you to be happy. That's so sweet. She is the sweetest girl. Like, I feel so blessed. But, you know, I guess, like, I feel, again, the mom guilt. The mom guilt, dude. It will never go away.
0: <laughs> well, that, that's, that's a crazy ending to your immortal Mm-hmm. journey I mean that's nobody saw that coming and nope. you did because you were peeing brown for four weeks and I was Come. like oh I'm just uh,
1: like I need to hydrate I just need to yeah, hydrate more
0: liquid IV and whatnot sure oh my
1: god uh, holy
0: cow well let, let's talk about the one last thing I want to wrap this up with right what would you recommend to people thinking about going to mortal next year I need I need. like what is your one true, you're immortal now, man, you're in its own classification. It's a very limited crew who have the experience that you have. What would you what would be if you heard three or four motivated people talking about going immortal? What would be the one thing you want them to remember to, as they prepare for something like that?
1: I would say be realistic about your planning, because like, when you want to achieve a goal, You're going to glaze over a lot of details that needs to be paid attention to. Like, you need to look, take a hard look at your life (laughs) and see, do I really have time for this? Because I didn't. I did not. I'm telling you, I have been out of work for two weeks now. I did not make time for me, my body, and my mental recovery. And I'm paying for it. Um, I don't regret it. Uh, I love the experience. I love all the people that are family now. Forever, I've, yeah. It's like, you know, Ragnar is my happy place. And because I want it to continue to be my happy place, I don't think I'm going to be doing as many Ragnars next year. I'm already signed up for two, but I think that's going to be my limit because I need to get my life together, man. Like, I need I need my daughter to get her time with mom. I need my, my school to get, you know, the attention that it needs because it's... Come the summer, I'm gonna start um, uh, my practicum. So I'm gonna be working and going to school. Like I have to do some hours, like to to get the graduation, and you know work. Um, we have a lot of changes happening at work, so I wanna I wanna focus. I wanna pay my credit cards. Right. <laughs> so and then you know maybe swat a couple of them because sure. swatting is awesome. Like swatting is basically you know, you're working, you're not running the race, but you go see all the people. You're part of the party. You're part of like, you know, help set up and break down and all that. Like race management. Yeah. Yes.
0: So that'll keep you in the community and happy.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I don't feel like I'm completely left out and you know, that will cover the, the FOMO part, you know, although I'm not running, but I think my body could use that right now.
0: Sure. Um, so then your advice to people would be really reflect on the capability, because everybody's motivated in the beginning. Yeah, oh, I can handle that, man. It's only, yeah, it's like Thursday to Saturday, no problem. Or, or Thursday to Sunday, okay. But
1: you need to sit down with the pen and paper and put down your priorities
0: mm-hmm.
1: and just keep them straight, and then figure well, out like what you can fit in.
0: What would you say your cost was for the whole event? If you just throw a number out there, you think approximately?
1: Easily twelve to fifteen thousand. Mm-hmm. It's easy. It's like I initially, after I paid all my registrations and like my flights and like vans and hotels, hotels,
0: food stops
1: I had like just just those four I paid pre I prepaid for all of that like before even the season started and then come the travel date and then you're paying for a lot of other things that you haven't you haven't even th- thought about.
0: Team shirts, team gear, you forgot a hoodie, need a hoodie
1: food um you know food at the airport exactly like a lot of things that are you don't even think about and um and then imagine like the the four races in a row that that hit me hard like financially i was like ooh, i don't like to be there like i i like cushion i like to cushion my life (laughs) there was no cushion there
0: (laughs) well what about a a positive like what would you say was the most positive, awesome piece of it?
1: The whole experience, honestly, was positive. Honestly, like... No,
0: no, no. You got freaking rhabdo. You had cars break down. You had people not show up. You can't say all of it. It's got to be... What was the one takeaway that you find to be the most valuable? I'm I know it, immortal, I
1: know. dude. What are you talking about? That's the That's, that's it. Right. I'm immortal. <laughs>
0: Classification. That's so good. It does feel good to be immortal. I I know that. I know that. Oh my God. I I would say for me though, the lifelong friendships I somehow have with, I'm not going to say the teams that I raced with because I can't even visualize who I was on Michigan with, even though I know they were all like delivery nurses and I can kind of see two in my head that I kind of see on Facebook sometimes. I don't remember who I was on a team with in Atlanta. I don't remember who I was on a team with really at other races. I remember people. I remember
1: people. I remember conversations. I remember
0: Well, you're fresh. I'm a whole year beyond that. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm I'm two years since Atlanta, basically, or a year and a half. Yeah. So what I'm saying is like the people that I did repeat teams with, like Mandy Randy Rondas and some of the teams out of Florida and some of the the bros and bras, I think that that feeling of tribe, having gone through a challenging year-long event with others, I think that's the lifelong friendships that I've got with um, That's the most valuable thing for me. Besides that buzz of being immortal, you know, walking with your chest out and shoulders back. You know, yeah, how about it?
1: Yeah, so. it's yeah, it's the friendships that last forever and like the people that you know, like, it's like, I don't know, it's the experience, the, the escape. Um, I did not imagine my life, you know, being here, like, a year ago two years ago three years ago ten years ago I wasn't going on that path and I feel like I'm so proud of myself for coming here
0: you for, should be proud of yourself yeah
1: like making making a success out of who I thought it was a broken person
0: Let, let's be proud further um think about how hard Zion was <laughs> think about how hard Colorado
1: man talk about Tahoe
0: yeah and Tahoe like those I've only done of those three I've only done Colorado and I know that is, is it life-changingly difficult so so long ago they were so long ago in your journey mm. but you made it I did those were the hard ones and you 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 killed it so and
1: Tahoe was an add-on I wasn't planning on Tahoe it wasn't <laughs> in my initial plan it cost me a lot of money it cost me a lot of my soul like I left a piece of my soul there
0: oh my god <laughs> You well, know when
1: they say like you were broken, you were undone, I had to be glued back together when right. I came back, yes,
0: that's so <laughs> hardcore. Was there anything else you wanted to share about your mortal journey?
1: um I got to reflect on it with you, Kevin, and that's, that's been nice. I really, really, really appreciate it, like you have I was thinking about how I wanted to do like a diary, I didn't want to do vlogging, and you provided like the best platform for me, I think. It's like, you know, talking to an immortal, you know, about becoming an immortal and you were there throughout the journey and all the tips and the stuff that you gave me really, really helped. Like you made me think deep and hard about certain things that I was, wasn't was even thinking about. So like talking to a mortal before becoming an immortal, was very, very useful. I think it's, it's important so to like, ask. So I really, really appreciate it. And I hope this is not going to be it because I, I love this podcast. and <laughs> <laughs> I always contribute. So.
0: Well, yeah. So we'll see what the future brings. Um, but I want to congratulate you. Congratulations on earning your immortal. It's such Thank a huge you. deal. And I hope that you are able to, I don't think personally understanding rhabdo and possibly having mild symptoms of rhabdo personally in the past after a Ragnar yeah I just went out wait I wasn't trained hard enough and I went out to do ultras and I made mistakes and I went through a lot of the symptoms you're talking about Mm. I never had it diagnosed and it it cleared itself it it cleared itself up a few times so I understand all of that but I, I I assume you won't be ready for Florida when how soon is that
1: Florida is um December 2nd and 3rd
0: so it's like three weeks out yeah Four, three weeks out
1: so actually i have a 5k on friday for veterans day and i have a 10k on sunday for baybridge um
0: mm-hmm.
1: um i'm i'm just i'm gonna see what that looks like okay i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna say i'm gonna go run it but i'm gonna go even if i walk it or something it's about the group just gonna be part of the group
0: you could also cheer for them and i'm only saying this because you want to you want to live well to race another day and it might be, maybe research how long does it take to fully recover?
1: Oh yeah, I should do that because I actually talked to my doctor yesterday and I said, I have races coming, do I go or do I not go? And they're like, well, you know your body well. If you are feeling okay, just do it and if you don't, I'm like that. Not the right answer. Yeah. No. And it's like, it's if, if it's up to me, I'm going to go race, race mm-hmm. to the end of the world, but you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh well if you no. do the
0: 5k and it destroys you don't do the 10k or oh don't do absolutely. the bridge race Oh, absolutely. or if you say hey i'm going to cheer for people in the 5k and recover until the bridge race then go do the bridge race right. and let the bridge race measure whether you should do on florida but you right. should have your florida team really have a backup planned yeah. in case you can't okay does that make sense? Yeah. That way the team's not short, but then still go to Florida, mm. enjoy the shade, enjoy the after party.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm like, you know, <laughs> there, there's there's uh, a, four people who are immortals actually wanted three people in am the fourth, they wanted to do sprint End trail and I actually signed up for that. And I'm recently rethinking that after rap though. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah, Sarah, okay. you're
1: not making the right decisions. So. I didn't say that. I mean, you know your body, but no, that I'm like, sounds again like I'm not. I don't think I want to do that. I don't think I want to like do this this sprint even if I can.
0: Um, As a seasoned immortal, who it's been a year since I've gotten mine, I'm gonna say your time with your daughter and the quality of that time is more important than doing a double shenanigans race in Florida. Absolutely. And you could be setting yourself back weeks, if not months of recovery time if, I did that. if you overdid it. And then you, if you overdo it, or if you haven't recovered enough from RABDO in Florida, then you're gonna miss out on the going to the parks yeah. and the good after parties. So it's almost like you've gotten it, wear the badge, support others getting it, right, and just say, and I think all the Immortals and teammates should respect that decision if you decided that. I don't think you're letting anybody down. Yeah,
1: no. Actually, a lot of people are saying, you know, take care of your body and do whatever it it works for you. Because
0: uh, no one's taking anything away from you. It's not like it's number 12, you
1: know? Uh, no, no, absolutely. And I, I'm really grateful that I took it right when I finished my last loop and I got my medal. It felt so good. Yeah. So do that. If you do Immortal, don't wait until your 15th race to get it. Yeah. Get it at 12.
0: <laughs> Man. What a great experience. Well, congratulations on accomplishing Ragnar Immortal. Thank you so much, Kevin. I appreciate it. All right. Take it easy. Mm -hmm. Today's conversation was brought to you by Brackens Painting. You can find information about Brackens Painting at www.brackenspainting.com. For all of your residential and commercial painting needs, give Brackens a call.